Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Here we are again with another edition of Growing in Grace, the podcast with Mike and Joel. Thanks for joining with us. And don't forget, it's all about sharing, right? It's all about giving to others. So let someone else know about our podcast. Uh, Send out a link to your email list or text it out there on Facebook through Messenger, whatever, whatever you need to do to let other people know there's a message to be heard that will change their life. I know it did for me, and I know it did for you, Joel, and, and that's why we do this podcast. It's, it's just to let people know there's some good news found in this thing known as the gospel. And I think many of us have spent years in Christianity not always hearing good news, and yet it was still being called the gospel. So we're, we're trying to separate some of that confusion. Yeah, we're trying to work through some of the the muck that's out there and our you know our 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 budget here on this podcast we don't have a very big budget it's around <laughs> last time i checked around zero dollars <laughs> and zero cents <laughs> so we don't go out there and advertise and uh, at this point 10 years on and over 500 podcasts we uh, aren't on any radio stations and so we don't really have that need for um, a budget to uh, you know to be on radio stations but if you would be willing to, like Cap was saying, share this with somebody, Facebook, Twitter, um, YouTube, I, I'm thankful that a lot of people uh, will, will share. I post this thing to YouTube every week. You don't see us talking, but it's the audio set to um, the Growing in Grace logo, and uh, people share that there. And so we're thankful for all the ways that people share, and um, that is the way that this thing can, uh, it's one way anyway, that this thing can get spread around. The good news of Jesus Christ uh, being spread around. Uh, The more that hear it, uh, the better, not because uh, it lifts us up, but because the freedom that people have when they're released from the bondage that they've been in uh, through legalism, the freedom is well worth it if you would just take a little bit of time to share this. So anyway, enough on that, but thank you for doing that. You bet. Well, last week we were talking about forgiveness. Let's continue with that today. Let me just throw out, without reading them, uh, you can check them out for yourself sometime, but uh, throw out a few passages of Scripture here that describe us as believers in Christ, as being forgiven. Not something that is occurring, not something that will occur, but something that has already been done for us, something that we've already been declared uh, as forgiven, and that's Colossians 1.13. These are just a few. Colossians 2.13 and 14, Ephesians 1.7, I think one we might have touched on last week, 1 John 2.12. And these, these all declare that he has forgiven us, all of our transgressions, all of them. And we need to be mindful that it occurred through his blood, which we'll talk more about here in a little bit. So, Joel, with that in mind, if we're declared in these new covenant writings as being forgiven through the blood of Christ, why is it that Jesus said in order to be forgiven, you would have to forgive others? Hmm. Yeah, that's that's uh, so important uh, for many people to understand because it appears at face value. I mean, we've talked about this a lot before context is so important and a lot of times when we look at various scriptures at face value without taking context into consideration it looks like a certain thing is being said 
uh, where uh, something else is really being communicated. Maybe Jesus was, for example, talking under another covenant uh, when he said, you know, in, in the Sermon on the Mount, which we've done many podcasts on. Uh, you can look um, at past episodes at org for those. Uh, Jesus said, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And he also said a similar thing in Mark. Uh, Mark 11, this wasn't part of the Sermon on the Mount. This was something different. He says, uh, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses. But if you do not forgive... Neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. That sounds kind of scary because I know that I haven't forgiven everybody for all the things that they've done against me. I mean, I would hope that I would have done that, but I know that if my salvation, if, if God's forgiveness of me is based upon me forgiving other people, then I've fallen short, and I'm not a forgiven person. And the same with probably everybody listening to this podcast, too. And there might be a few people out there in the world who think that um, they've been faithful to forgive everybody, and so they're standing in the hope that they've forgiven other people, and so God has forgiven them. (laughs) But like you were saying, Cap, there are so many verses that talk about how it's a blood-based forgiveness. It's We have redemption, we have forgiveness, we have the remission of sins through the blood of Jesus Christ and not through our forgiving of other people, not through our apologies, not through, you know, being sorry for our sins. And so what do we do with those verses, Cap? What do we do, what do, we do with those words of Jesus when he says, if, if you don't forgive others, God won't forgive you? Well, uh, like you were talking about, uh, understanding that Jesus was addressing Israel when he was talking about some of these things, and he was ministering the law to try to help them understand because, I mean, the, the law was a tutor to point people to Jesus Christ. And Jesus would use that same law to point people to himself, to help them understand their inability to keep the law, to understand the hopeless position that they were in in trying to pursue righteousness through works instead of trusting in God by faith. Uh, that's why they, they never attained righteousness, because they were trying to do it through the law. Trying to keep the law would become their way of trying to attain righteousness, but they couldn't do it. So understanding where, where, where Jesus was coming from when he ministered some of these things, he was ministering to Israel first. There were times where Jesus was pointing people to uh, some of the good news of the, the pending new covenant, but Jesus was ministering as a prophet, if you will, under the law, born of a woman, born under the law, and the reason that occurred it was to redeem those Jewish people who were stuck and bound under that law. So this is really old covenant ministry here, Joel, um, when Jesus made these statements, because otherwise we have a contradiction, right? Because Paul said, forgive others as God in Christ has forgiven you. That's the right thing to do. But we don't forgive others to be forgiven as it was under the Old Covenant, as it was the way Jesus stated it. We forgive others simply because it's the right thing to do, and we're able to do it because we have also received forgiveness. It's hard to give to others what you yourself haven't really received, and forgiveness in the Old Covenant through animal sacrifices was was a temporary thing. It was an atonement, a covering. It didn't take any of the sin away. 
So there was this ongoing problem uh, that brought a consciousness of sins with these, and a reminder of sins through these continuous sacrifices. I mean, Joel, Jesus even said during the Sermon on the Mount, where he also talked about forgiving others in order to be forgiven, he said, if, if you're at the altar, which would be a, a sacrifice, an offering, and you remember that a brother has something against you, then you should leave your offering. Leave it. Just get out of there. Go and be reconciled with the person holding a grudge against you. So it wasn't just enough to forgive others, but if you remembered someone had something against you under that law, to put it in legal terms, as the grudgee, you would need to seek forgiveness from the grudgeor. So this was serious business. Um, but who wants that wrecking ball hanging over your head, wondering if you have forgiven somebody perfectly and completely, or you may not be forgiven? Who Who wants that hanging over your head? Because you see, up until that point, Really, nobody had kept that that requirement in a perfect manner. Yeah, that's that's why we do so much talking around here on this podcast about the difference between the covenants, that there was an, an old covenant and that the new covenant is completely new and different, and it is not like the old covenant. And why we talk about how Jesus came ministering first under that old covenant to his fellow Jews, those who were under that covenant. It really helps to understand the words of Jesus when we understand what his purpose was. Like you said, Jesus was born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law. Paul wrote about that. And so that helps us to understand why Jesus said the things that he said. And it helps us to understand why in the old covenant, if you in the old covenant, if you didn't forgive others, you wouldn't be forgiven. But in the new covenant, like you were saying there, Cap, Paul wrote, "Forgive others, because God in Christ has already forgiven us." It's it's a completely different thing. Again, the new covenant is not like the old. In the new, we've been completely forgiven of sins, past, present, and future. Hebrews talks about how, uh, you know, quotes from the Old Covenant saying, looking ahead to this New Covenant, God says, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. In that, he says, a new covenant, he has made the first obsolete. And so that Old Covenant, that old way of relating to God based upon whether we sin or not and based upon whether we forgive or not, that way has been made obsolete. The new way is that we have already been forgiven of all sins. There's nothing left for God to forgive. We simply have received that in Christ. In fact, uh, let's let's go over here to Acts where um, it talks about this. Acts talks about how of him all the prophets bear witness that through him, that through his name, everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins. It's something that through faith in Christ. You know, the forgiveness has been provided through the blood of Jesus, and everyone who believes in him has received this forgiveness of sins. It's, it's something that was provided freely, and it's something that we receive freely when we believe in Christ. And that's a, that's a biggie, Joel, because, I mean, let me go to John chapter 1, verse 12, I believe it is. As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So there's a receiving, a believing that takes place. This is not an act on our part. It's just simply responding to the act of what God did through this completed work of forgiveness. 
but it is a completed work, and you you really hit something important on as far as the the nail on the head here, Joel, and the, the finished work of Christ. This is something that I went many years without realizing. And once I realized it, it really unlocked the prison door for me when it came to the forgiveness of God, the once and for all forgiveness from God. The finished work of Christ dealt with all sins, past, present, and future. You said that. If this is not the case, then we're doomed because he only performed one sacrifice. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. So in other words, if God is continually still forgiving us for things that we do wrong over and over and over again, we got a problem because there's no blood being shed to cover that. That's why, as we talked about before, this is not a, an apology-based economy. It's not about just being sorry for our sins. Blood had to uh, occur in order for the redemption and the, and the forgiveness to occur. And and this in this case, it was only needed once. So the act, uh, the completed work of forgiveness for all of mankind has been taken care of as God has done all he's going to do about that. Now it's, it's just something we receive and walk in and live in through Christ. Yep. And so the, uh, the forgiveness of sins, the act that Jesus did, the shedding of his blood happened one time and one time only. And so do we need to continually over and over again confess our sins in order to keep being forgiven over and over again. I'll try to get into that next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.